Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore O-R-L. We're available on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando. And on Twitter as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And vamos Orlando. Hello everyone, how you doing? Uh, good evening, welcome to Loud and Proud Orlando. It's Monday, July 31st, uh, 8.41pm. Thank you so much for being live. We're about seven people live, so thank you so much for being on the pod with us today. We are upon a, a you know, we're upon the dawn of making a new statement around the league, right? I think Orlando City has a huge opportunity to put themselves uh, and literally kill 
one of the league's darlings now, which is Inter Miami. A few months back before it was announced that Messi was probably the, you know, coming into the MLS, the, the league's darling, I think it was LAFC. Now things have completely changed. Now it's Inter Miami. Whether we like it or not, we cannot turn back time and change anything. He was coming. And uh, in my other show, we, we said it about a year ago, and no one believed me. They're like, Louis, you're crazy. He's not ever going to come to the MLS. Why would Messi there to put his little itty-bitty feet in a field and in a, in a league like MLS? Come on. Are you crazy? Well, he did, and he's here. Now, the immediate impact he has made to the team is uh, what it looks like is that he's making all his teammates look good around him. So now I feel that Inter faces not only a rivalry, it's a rivalry game, but bigger competition, a bigger fish to fry because Atlanta is down and out. Uh, a lot of the competition they face have been subpar. And I think Orlando right now is coming hot. It's coming with a lot of momentum, and it's coming to definitely uh, slay the dragon, right? So with me is John, Paola, and uh, we're going to take all your, read all your comments. We're going to talk about what's at stake for us against Inter-Miami, this League's Cup, and uh, everything else. And thank you so much for being live with us. Before we, I give the mic to, to John, uh, I wanted to go ahead and tell you guys to Keep supporting us. Uh, drop us a thumbs up. Uh, click uh, subscribe to the um, to the channel. Uh, click on the notification bell for all notifications. Uh, we are live on Twitter, also on our new Facebook Facebook page, uh, Loud and Proud Orlando, and as well, uh, follow us on Instagram as Loud and Proud Orlando. And thank you so much for that, um, John. How are you doing, my friend? What are your expectations of this game coming up against uh, the Goat? I'm good, thanks, buddy. How are you doing? Um, what a game that was against Santos! It was incredible. Me and Paul actually uh, watched this one together. Oh so, wow! We, Look uh, at that. To, uh, you know, make comments about things, and we were right in front of OC legend Bendy Michelle, who was just wow. hanging out in the club as well. He went over to the wall later in the game to go say hi to all the uh, the supporter groups, but. It was a, just a great game, man. Uh, I had a great time. And um, the cardiac cats were back, but in a good way. You know what I mean? I love it. I love it when we win <laughs> in the last minute. The stadium just it just pops off. It was electric. So um, that's always good to see. And uh, and revenge against Santos was also like a nice. Sweet For sure. Game. Yeah, it, it was fantastic. I mean, we uh, Orlando beat a and I think that's what Orlando needs to take and feel proud is that little Orlando City from Central Florida, Mickey Mouse Land and everything you want to add into it, Bithlow, Florida, Christmas, Florida, UCF, Lakeland, Lake Nona, little Orlando defeated well, a Mexican powerhouse, somebody that won the Liga MX a few few, few seasons ago. So, and, and with a golazo from Wilder Cartagena with a superb assist from Cesar Araujo. Paola, how are you? Welcome back. I'm doing fantastic after <laughs> that win. John saw me super stressed. <laughs> I was like, come on, boys, come on. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. I don't know how I'm sleeping all these days thinking about Miami because I really, really want this win. 
because this is this this game is gonna be the definition of future games against Miami. So I'm super hype. I'm happy to be back with you guys. So I'm happy to talk about the game. So let's keep it rolling. You know, I, I do want to say, um, you know, from, from starters, you know, Orlando City uh, play, a, I'll say, a great game against uh, Santos. Uh, um, what won, in my opinion, um, the game for Orlando City was the midfield. I mean, uh, when both Cesar and um, Wilder had over 90 passes completed, both of them, 54 um Wilder and 44 Cesar. So, I mean, that tells you they were not only creating situations, but also recuperating the ball, neutralizing the attacks uh, from Santos right on the mid. Uh, also, another good game from a center back duo, um, you know, and, um, you know, one thing I would say is that Kyle, again, you know, we're, we're confiding in Kyle. Um, a lot, and obviously Kyle seems, again, to maybe have just a few minutes, but Oscar has found that Dagger Dan, and that's why I wanted to ask you, John, what were your thoughts of Dagger Dan coming in for Kyle Smith? Because, you know, to me, I, don't, I didn't feel he made as much of an impact as he did in the in the first, uh, first game. Yeah, I think, uh, first of all, I want to say that I like this pattern that Oscar started where he plays mm – -hmm you know, um, Kyle for the first half or maybe 60 minutes. And then he brings right. on, um, on Dagger Dan. I think, you know, Dagger is a very attacking right back. And if he comes on and he's not able to influence the game from that position, then you end up with a scenario where he's not influencing the attack, but also he's not the strongest defender. So this game, you know, wasn't the best from Dagger. And I'll, you know, I love him so much, but I will happily admit when, you know, my favorite players don't play well and this, this wasn't the best from him. And I think, you know, it shows that we need Kyle to be performing against Miami for sure. Like we don't have another right back that can do everything that he can do. We have Brian um, Reynolds, right? <laughs> yeah. No, just no Reynolds. <laughs> I wish he was here for this game. Um, so basically we, we have to play Kyle and I think that's fine. I think he's just had, a couple games where he's looked a little off the pace, maybe, you know, a step or two behind. He hasn't been making the best tackles. So, but we've seen that from him this season. And then we've seen other games where he's played really, really well. So I think there's every chance he can turn it around. And I think the same with Dagger. Like, I think, you know, let's bring on Dagger later in the game to play that right back when we want to open up and attack more. It's definitely what we should do. Yeah, he's going to leave us a little bit defensively weaker, but usually when Oscar's making that decision, he's because he wants us to be more attacking, um, and he's allowing that sort of sort of to happen. But the issue we have then is with Rafa still on the field being extremely attacking down the left and Dagger being very attacking down the right. If both our fullbacks go really high up the field, Luis, that can cause us a bit of an issue, whereas when Kyle's on the field, he tends to sit a little bit it doesn't doesn't quite um advance as much as dagger would so i definitely think it has to be kyle to start against uh miami uh, as much as i love love dagger i don't i don't think he's quite yeah yet. we I'll, can't rely on him to play right back for for 90 minutes you know and and to to go to paula i do want to say that you know one thing that we need to orlando needs to improve tremendously is 
the golden opportunities to score goals. I mean, in the first half, I mean, you're talking about, um, you know, so many options that Orlando should have taken the lead on multiple occasions um, in the first half. Um, you know, you had the Mauricio Pereira set piece to Cal Smith. Then you had um, Robin leading off for Duncan, and then he hit the post. You know, even though Jensen was a little bit offside, but you know, you know, you know what I mean. It, it's just those are the Ivan Angulo that literally was unstoppable on that left flank. I mean, Emerson Rodriguez and Raul Lopez. Even though Raul Lopez scored that long goal for for Santos, he Ivan Angulo was dominating that that left flank and. There was not, there was creation of plays, but not finishing. And I think that's shown tremendously after Duncan scored. You know, who else do we got? You know, did Ramiro make the same impact? And and that's the problem. I think Orlando needs to capitalize sooner. Uh, Paola, what were your thoughts um, on the game? And, and what are your expectations coming up to uh, this game against uh, Miami? No, like we had like four chances in the in yeah. the first 15 minutes because I, I rewatched the highlights and I rewatched a little bit of the game and I count them. So it was like five, four chances that we should have capitalized first. And I was telling John, I'm like, we need this. And he was like, yeah, we need to score at least minimum the first 15 minutes. Exactly. And what happened? Santos scored. After the what, uh, minute 40, 40 yeah, something? Yeah, like 40 something. 40 yeah, something. They scored on us, and it was a, I mean, I, I thought things were going to crumble down at that exactly. point. Exactly. That, that was, that was my fear because we, we have talked about it before here in the pod that we need to score the first 15 minutes to be stabled in the entire game. Because if we don't score in the four, in, in the first half or we don't tie in the first half, Things are going to be complicated in the second half. So thank God that cross from Rafa to Maguire to save the first half. And yeah, we that was an that amazing game goal. under control. Because I don't know if, if we would have won that game. Probably a tie because of Pereira magnificent goal. I was telling and, and screaming. I, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, did he shoot that ball? And he scored. We were. I was jumping. I'm like, this is what a number 10 is supposed to be doing. Scoring goals like this. And it's not that Pereira sucks. I'm not, I'm not telling that. It's what, what do we know about Pereira? He is the playmaker. He's, he do the, the key passes. But sometimes he needs to take the risk like on this one, that he scored that goal. And I think this is going to um, help him in the momentum that we are. And probably he's going to we, – we're going to probably see more of these or, or a couple of these chances chances in the, in the future. So I was happy. About Dagger, I agree with John. Um, it's just adapting. Like he's a super utility. This is not his – supernatural position he's doing us a favor technically and he's doing a favor for 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 pareja and he he just need to adjust a couple of things just pressure a little bit more in that in that right flank because he was giving them too much space and that's where we had a little bit of non-control of the ball and they were having their momentum i was like oh my god they're gonna score they're gonna score but they didn't thank god so 
I'm super hype. I don't know after this game. I like those two goals from from Santos. They got lucky because Galese. I don't know if Galese had a bad game. This wasn't his best performance. The second goal, it was choppy. Like, why do we have a VAR in the game if they're not gonna use it? Tell me. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I could talk all day about the refereeing and right. You know, we're gonna have. We're never gonna get anywhere. I was but, telling uh, you, I'm like. He he doesn't know what he was doing. He was like, it was, it he was, was trying joke. to like talk to wow. the to the up guys and everything. And I'm like, if we have a VAR, just go look at it. Like, I don't know. But well, I think yeah. what frustrates me is, I like the like VAR refs are looking at four different screens, and and then I guess they're <laughs> informing the ref of what they can see. And usually the ref can go over to the little screen and look at like one of the four, right? right? The one angle that he gets. Then he makes the decision. And he doesn't even go to do that. And he it's decisions on him. Yeah. So I think uh, for me, I think if you're going to have him not look at the screen like they've been doing in Leeds Cup, then the decision should be made by the fourth officials for that, right? Because why have VAR if the guy's just being described what happened? And this is the reason why. It doesn't make any sense to me. And this is the reason why Orlando City needs to be ready for this game coming up. I mean, people are overlooking this game. It is such a massive game for not only our franchise, but it's a massive game for respect worldwide. Just like, you know, like you're talking about, I come from a different world. After this show, I go to a different, complete different world in which... Everybody's talking about Inter Miami and no one is really acknowledging anything that Orlando's doing because number one, ignorance. Number two, they don't know the league. Number three, messy cells, right? So, you know, but Orlando would put, I mean, we have to be completely bluntly honest. The MLS has neglected so many franchises from the MLS, not only Orlando, but you don't hear, you don't see Nashville right on top of, of, of all the marquees, right? So Orlando will force themselves upon the marquee with a win against Miami tomorrow. No, 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 the day after tomorrow. With a win against Miami, Orlando puts himself on every single newspaper in the world as the first team in the MLS that defeated Lionel Messi and his squad with Jordi Alba coming from Barcelona, right? And, and, and they'll be forced to talk about us at this point. You know what I mean? And and to see Duncan McGuire and to see how good Cesar Araujo has been playing lately and to see how much of a playmaker Santos has been on that flank for so long, right? And so I think that's important, number one. But we have to be also ready, our fan base and the boys, if they're watching, to learn how to play with nine men and to mistakenly have – I mean, they've screwed us over – with decisions so many times and so blatant games the past three seasons, and I've covered them, right? They're not going to screw us in this game against Messi. You know, you know what makes you think that they're not going to go check a VAR, that they're not going to go, you know, they're going to, oh, 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 no, uh, uh, you know, uh, or take out a red card. So we, we're, we're, we're fighting against 12 men. Not, and I'm not talking about the, the the Vice City people. I'm talking about also pro being in this, 
Well, uh, I think John. even more than that, Luis, this is an unprecedented situation in the world of soccer and the world of football because I don't think, unless someone could tell me in another scenario where a player's success who plays in a league is directly tied to the revenue that that league generates and exactly. Apple makes and Adidas makes. So maybe that's happened before, but it's a very unique situation. And that's sort of where these lines start to get a little blurry. You know, it's okay. Well, they make significantly less money if we knock them out of the tournament, right? There's three weeks where Messi is not going to be playing if we knock them out of the tournament. So, you know, I think, I think everybody should be ready for some really questionable calls. I feel like there's going to be that one moment in the game where it's going to be almost so obvious what is happening and mm -hmm. we're going to be powerless to stop it. And we have to, at that point, do what Oscar said, maintain our composure, even though it's going to be so hard as, 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 or let as soccer. Okay. I'm, I will have to say this and I know it's going to sound so, so probably out of proportion out of Florida. We're the more soccer cultured city. We've been For doing sure. it since since 2009. If you really want to get to it, if you want to get how froggy. How many USA games has Miami hosted in recent years? Exactly. So I think as as us being the soccer capital of the state, and I think I could say that with a lot of freshness in my voice, soccer capital of the state, then we need to definitely like be ready to be poised in this type of situations. And I think this is a huge test for Orlando. You know, what really upsets me is that everybody, everyone is talking about, you know, like the celebration of Messi and all of that and how they're going to do that to Orlando and all of that. But they're overlooking the fact that the U S men's national team is now scouting Duncan McGuire. And that is fantastic news. <laughs> you know what I mean? So what, what better, game to truly make a statement you know to definitely be the first team that gives Messi and his squad an L you know what I mean uh, so I, I mean it's, it's, a, it's unprecedented now uh, that's why and to tie in with Paola I'm gonna give Paola I think Paola we need to score in the first 15 minutes because this no whole this whole ordeal of the weirdness happening, it will happen in the in, in the minute after the break, more than likely. You know what I mean? And, so sure. and you know, so I don't know. What do you think about that, uh, Paola? I mean, we just have to be smart. And like Oscar just said, like, keep our feet on the in, in the ground, right? Um, because they're going to look for, for free kicks. Right, because Messi are gonna is gonna take it, but I know this guy, the guy that you're showing here, Duncan McGuire. He's not afraid, and he's a rookie. Oh, of course, he's not afraid of it. And I started laughing of the question of after the uh, the press box. Um, they were, he, like somebody asked him, "Hey, about yeah. what, what are our expectations?" And then he said, "Winning." What are you yeah, looking yeah. forward to the most? That That's game? the question. It's kind of weird to think about, but you know, it's, it's going to be. Man, I love that kid, man. I mean, like you, you, you understand? Like, 
His, like, like that's that's one and people overlook this and and I think this is the reason why John we need to like go out gun ho obviously not to foul Messi and to make him you know because that's gonna be bad for us yep. but like truly like show what we're all about man like I mean well, the I stats are with said, us against I Miami go ahead the difference is Luis like you said at the beginning. Yes, Messi has arrived. Yes, Messi's playing for Miami. He's improved them in the first two games, but who they played in the first two games were not particularly great. Like Cruz Azul had a lot of chances against them and just didn't. They should have won that game, really. And then Messi wins it with a, you know, free kick in the last minute. Atlanta, like we talked about, just the defense is just horrible for Atlanta some games. And they, you know, Braggers on just falling on the floor. You know, if you look at that game. It, it, they made it too easy. Like they didn't, they were not good enough at pressing like closing down Messi at all or anybody else on that team really. So I think this game will be an example of where their level is at. Now, if they come along and they beat us, sure. You know, then they're, they're definitely onto something, but it might be more likely the case that this is going to be a much tougher test for them. And we're going to be more of a challenge and we're going to see, can they rise up to the level that we have at MLS or are they going to fall short? So, and they haven't know, traveled neither. No, well, that, Miami. you know, they get a week's rest and, and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. and there's yeah, lots and of get, things. And, but... and then they get, and then they get Jordi Alba in the meantime, right? And, and, uh, and that's, <laughs> I think the biggest thing for me is that the game is, is called fairly. And I think that's what, you know, we're talking about that there's a chance that, you know, there's messy fouls, like the one he got against Cruz Azul is not a foul. And it was two minutes after the whistle should have gone. That kind exactly. of thing. How much of that are we going to have to withstand? And I also think that our guys, you know, some of them have a tendency to lose it. And this is the kind of game where they can be driven mad by the referee, you know, doing bad decisions or by, you know, just the rivalry and all the angst and anger and hype that it is going to be around this game. So we need guys like Jansen to just keep a cool head and Cesar, you know, and Wilder, both of them, I love them, but they sometimes go in with these flying challenges, like two foot sliding challenges. And if you do that on Messi, this ref will just send you off. Exactly. So we have to be careful. But having said that, Luis, I think that, the double pivot is the key for me. Yeah. I think that they have not come up against a defensive midfield pairing like Wilder and Cesar that has the potential to, you know, you can't stop Messi, but you can make it a lot more difficult for him. You can, you can basically close him out a lot of the game, not all of the game, right? You can make it as hard as possible for him to do the things he wants to do. And I think that's, that's Wilder and Cesar's job. And if they can do that and kind of, limit Messi, then I think that's our best chance at being able to do something. And in some ways, I think maybe we should be going back to the old Oscar system and maybe, you know, no, I think, I think I it's think hard for should... us to dominate the ball when you're playing a team that has Messi in it. Right. Like, I but, think yeah, yeah but that's how with them on possession, they're probably going to beat us out in that. So I would like to see us be a little bit more conservative, not, not like go full, you know, sit sit back and completely let them at us. But I think also if we if we attack them too aggressively, they they will punish us. So we have to have that balance. Um, now let's look at their. Right. I mean, let, let's look at their back line, right? I mean, 
And and you have to understand from from my understanding and what I've been told is that Jordi Alba is training with the team now, and he's going to have minutes. But this should be the back four of Inter Miami: Yedling, Kristoff, Miller, and Allen. Now, be honest with you, I think we win. We win. Orlando wins the center back pair. I, I, if, if we compare the two, because to me, Kamel Miller is really not a center back. He's literally a left back, but they're using him as a center back for some reason here. So now what Orlando needs to do is, you know, when they have the chance to capitalize, we need to see more of that Wilder Cesar recouping the ball. You know, we need to see Mauricio and he admitted it, Paola, because you were saying it just now. Why isn't Mauricio shooting the ball this way? And he said it. People in training have told me why I don't do this. I sometimes have a tendency not to shoot from from distance. And so we're going to need this. We've yeah, noticed, Mauricio. Yeah, I think everyone in Orlando has noticed. So there's a huge chance that Calendar maybe by himself with sh shots from distance right here. So we need to learn. And we also need to learn how to use our set pieces. You imagine there's a corner kick, Facundo Torres goes for it, and then Duncan scores off a header in minute 10. Well, That's I was seven. saying to Paula that um, if you go back and watch Dunk highlights from college, a lot of those goals he scored for Creighton were headed goals, and some of them straight from corners. So what we saw with Santos, I think we should be aiming for Duncan McGuire on our corners, get him on the near post. I, I think that Antonio and Jansen just aren't, They're not great attacking. Yeah, members. they need to stay a back. A lot of the time, you know, they hit it directly at the ground or just completely off target, and that's another wasted set piece. I, I think we should be aiming for Duncan on these set pieces. He's He can jump just as high and is a better header. You know, and talking about that, Paola, with Duncan, you know, what are your thoughts? You know, look, most Orlando City shots on target. 20 shots on target is Martino Heda, and 16 is Duncan McGuire. I mean, that's just great stats overall by the – The Holland He's of the our Heart. secret weapon. He's yeah. gonna. I think him and probably Faku are gonna shine on Wednesday. And this is me talking. If Wilder and Cesar are pivots, they are 100. And I think like they had that. They, this is a derby, right? And they all yeah. know it. So they have that fuel inside of them that they want to burn Miami, right? So, I mean, give it to the kid. Like, he's not afraid. And this, and that's why, like, his maturity is a How old is he? 20, 21? Duncan McGuire? Yeah. He's 23. Uh, yeah, he's oh, 23. Still, he's super... Yeah, 22, like, 22. 22 years 22, old. Super, super focused. So, I can see him score. And like John said, Let's let's practice a different way of, of the corners because they're not effective. Um, I don't know why Mauricio sometimes doesn't take. I like Mauricio taking better the the corners than Faku. I don't know why. I, I see more the, the ball more you know going in more inside the box. So I think Duncan. We we need a different formula for free kicks and um corners for Wednesday for sure so the f the first 45 are are going to be vital for Orlando City Orlando City cannot go at the half 1-0 either 1-0 down 
or or you know we need to be one nil up at least in the first half because one thing that the opposition is not taking in, 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 into consideration i think it's going to be hilarious what i'm going to say and what people in orlando heavily complain how orlando plays too defensively and we need to play like real madrid right we have a coach that's able to hunker down very well better than maybe a lot of the teams in the mls so that's why i think it's important <laughs> to know right um to score in the first 45 it's going to be huge now um I will say this when it comes to to the record i want to give a credit to my my friend alonso contreras right here so 11 matches between orlando city and inter miami john you know we got five wins three draws three losses 16 goals three wins in the in in drive pink stadium two wins in exploria and we have a percentage of winning over 45 percent of winning inter miami on the other hand three wins three draws five losses 15 goals. They've only won three times in Drag Pink Stadium, and they've never won in Exploria. Now, we face Inter-Miami September 24th in Exploria Stadium. I know for a fact, I'm sure that the wall is preparing a huge TIFO, probably for Kings of Florida, right? Maybe some somewhere along those lines, right? We need to show that we're we're a build not bot team, and people say, "Oh, well, you always say build not bot." We are well build not bot. I mean, Orlando has a bigger soccer culture, whether people like it or not. Even though people down south have maybe watched other leagues, but when it comes to domestic leagues, Orlando has a bigger soccer culture than them because they were used to watching amateur, then USL, they won cups in USL, and then they transitioned to the MLS. So. Uh, it, it is it, that that tells you that domestically they know what they're talking about. A lot of the people here. So, uh, what do you think about the record? Do you think that makes any influence in in what's happening uh, the day after tomorrow? Yes and no. I think I think we go down there with a bit more confidence because we know who they are and we feel confident going to Dry Pink and getting these wins. You know, I think what all the pundits are saying is that it's a different. Miami team with Messi, which is true, very true. But how much better of a Miami team? That's the question, right? And that goes back to what we we're talking about before. It is a new era for them. You know, I think that saying that they're going to be just as bad <laughs> as they were before would be naive. Um, it just depends sort of how, how quickly this team can gel that they're putting together. Because, yes, Messi is a part of it, but it's also – you know, a lot of new signings are bringing in. They're doing a big turnover, you know, changes in the locker room. So I feel that coming up against a side like ours, it's well-organized. Hopefully that's going to show, you know, through in this match that we are on form and we are a team that has been playing together for the whole season and developing and growing. And we're kind of at a, I wouldn't say we're in our best form in the season, but I think we're, we haven't stagnated like we would in other years. Um, so I'm intrigued to see, you know, whether we can take that good form down to Miami and and beat these guys because they're not untouchable. And I think that's what annoys me personally is is everybody acting like just because they have Messi that they can't lose a single game. 
you know, I, uh, they still have the same defense pretty much that conceded all those goals and put them at the bottom of MLS. So if we can get past Messi and we're up against straight calendar and the rest of his squad, then I think we have a good chance. And that's where guys like Faku have to have a big game and Duncan McGuire. Uh, it's funny you're talking about that because I posted uh, on Twitter about how I just find it very ironic that the, on one side you've got Oscar sitting there planning, like, what do we do about the goat that is Messi? And on the other side, you've got Tata trying to figure out how we deal with this rookie called Duncan McGuire who just can't stop scoring goals. Um, and I think that basically shows exactly the difference between our two clubs and where we are. We're all about the youth and forward thinking and uh and this team is is built with the guys that were you know from the past to be honest i mean no disrespect i mean for what they've definitely accomplished in the soccer world but it is it is obviously two two different visions right two different views of how do you want to be represented in in the mls you want to do it the you know, um, the old way, I, I will say, you know, bringing players that were prolific and they're on their way out um, or creating the Junus Munsas, creating the maybe the Ricardo Pepe's, you know, creating the Brian Reynolds, creating the, the calendars, creating the, 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 the Thomas Williams, you know, the, you know, the Fabian. Now all the all the all those players. I mean, what what kind of league do we want to be? What kind of country do we want to represent in the World Cup in 2026? So you have to understand. Um, you know, Messi. You know, he has two good seasons left. Maybe if you know, Jordi as well, Busquets, and then what has built? But what's behind them? What's next for Miami? Are they going to just tank after that? I think that's bad for their fans in a way. You know, they have nothing to fall back on. I mean, but, you know, like I said, we're going to be facing um, the league's darling. And this is the fourth time, and it was like this, um, you know, this tweet says from one of my colleagues uh, down in, in Peru. Messi will uh, face uh, for the fourth time uh, Peruvian goalkeeper Pedro Galese, who he has not been able to score. Yes, he has not been able to score on Galese. On um, October 5th of 2017, Argentina, Peru, 0 0, 90 minutes. Galese, monster night. Uh, November 18th, uh, they lost 2 um, 0. Peru lost 2 0 in Argentina. Messi did not score in that game. And then October 14th, uh, Argentina beat Peru 1-0. Messi did not score uh, on that game either. So the next game that they're going to face each other will be for this League's Cup. So, you know, there's a lot of high expectation. I think our DPs need to have, I mean, if you're a DP in the MLS and you face Messi, this is the time to shine. I don't know if I'm being too harsh, uh, Paola. You, you, I mean, right? No, that's that's the correct thing. I was thinking about Faku. I was thinking about Ojeda. I was thinking about even Kara about this. Because it's better for them. Because imagine yeah. if Faku has a monster night. Imagine if Duncan has a monster night. I mean, imagine mm-hmm. that, right? Let's say Orlando wins 3-0 in Miami. Right? I mean, this is... 
Fakus agent can cut the clip, him scoring a goal, send it to anywhere else in the world. Faku no, 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 John, or am against I exaggerating? Messi. No, I mean, you're totally right. And I think that's where a lot of the, you know, opportunity for our players and the ones that think globally and the ones that think about Europe in the future, this is, I mean, someone said in the comments, this is, you know, second biggest game in OC history on Wednesday. And I think that's, that's probably quite accurate. You know, after the open cup final, yes, weirdly, this game is so significant because we're playing someone where the eyes of the world are watching. And so I think Faku will, will hundred percent, feel like he needs to shine a little bit. Guys like Angulo, guys like Mauricio even, who, you know, had their time in Europe. Uh, maybe even Kara, you know, like we saw a little bit, you know, a really good bit of hold-up play from him last game. Maybe he can be the guy to come off the bench and, and you know, score us a, a winning goal. Like there's an opportunity here for somebody to write their name in lights that isn't Messi by beating Messi. So... Whoever that is, and I'm hoping it's Big Doug McGuire because imagine going from high school to rookie to being the guy that scores Scoring the winner in a Messi. game against Messi. So that's the kind of dream. And then right after that, Luis, he's going to get called up for the uh, the U.S. The US national, national team. And the sky is the limit for Duncan. He's just he's just like, taken off to the, to the I, rocket to the and, moon. And I know this is going to sound like super controversial because I, I, I met Ricardo Pepe, but I believe if Duncan – if if this is the season for Duncan, I don't think we're going to see Duncan for, for too long either. And and uh, you know, I feel in my opinion he's better than than uh, better some of the strikers in the, in the in the men's national team. Aside from for, Florian Balagon, I'm I'm sorry, Ricardo Pepin. I'm sorry, the guy from Dallas, uh, Jesus. Uh, yeah, I think Duncan is better than Ferreira, in my opinion. They have right now, Duncan has better numbers than both. Yeah, I think I think to me, Duncan right now is better than Ferreira. I mean, again, you know, you don't want to like that get he seems to be a pretty level headed young young kid, you know, young young man, but I mean he has a huge future and they're scouting him right now. You know they're scouting him right now. So and this for a reason. Let's read some comments real quick, and then we'll go analyze uh, what I kind of seen in Inter Miami, and then we'll we'll dissect on them real quick. I was so happy and relieved when Cartagena scored his first goal, making the game-winning goal. Says Joshua Tall. Hopefully, Galeza and Ojeda and Gulo have a better game against Inter. Flex. Uh, it says Messi is the new daddy of Orlando. Okay, thanks. Oh yeah, are you a, a Miami fan by any chance? Yeah, he's a Miami fan just because I'm an Orlando supporter. You know, they're all like, you know, flipping on me. It's okay. Uh, Maguire is a beast. Joshua Tall. Wolf Jacks. Second biggest game in OC history on Wednesday. I, I agree. I mean, it'll be, I'll it be just like so happy. Final. It is a final. It is a final. And not only that, but it is, I mean, they're not going to see it that way. Because, I mean, think about it. Messi just got here. He just probably got a chicken tender sub from Publix, you know, chilling, you know. And then also they don't feel that way because they have not lived the history between the two clubs. Orlando has lived it and have won in their face. A lot of the same players here. Well, so they try to downplay this rivalry for a long yeah. time. And now they're like, oh, yeah, rivals, Orlando. Did you know, like, they're in Florida. They're all right. Like, now they're all about it because they, they think they could win. So 
it's just it's ironic to me the confidence gained from one player is incredible yeah and uh you know um i will go ahead and keep reading some of the comments here i just i just lost the comments right here uh let's see jcb's 95 cartagena has got to bring has has got to bring it against miami i i wholeheartedly agree i think it's going to be key the jcb's 95 miami doesn't have fans they have messy fans that's correct they they left you know i saw a video they left in minute minute 70 when he got subbed off that's just that's disgusting i'll be honest with you that is just disgusting but anyways i'm gonna ask you guys you know what you guys think about enter miami i mean i know that you know, to me, I have not seen Joseph Martinez making any impact whatsoever. Whatever they're telling you that he's making so much impact and he's going to make it against Orlando, it's not true. Uh, another thing I want to say, another myth that I've been reading in Facebook, Tata Martino is not a good coach. That's just my own opinion. Luis Carlos Pineda, find me. Find me and tell me my face. He's a great coach. I, I, I mean, yeah, he got ATL champion. Uh, of, the, of the MLS, but in my opinion, overall, he's not a good coach. He failed in Barcelona. Uh, Joseph Martinez, n not good. Lionel Messi, he's carrying away the team. I think these two, Sergio Busquets as well. But if you notice, he's only playing, Busquets is only playing maybe 65 minutes. And it's because they punish in the first half. So their high lasts 45 minutes. And who are they benefiting from those two players? And I've seen it a lot. The kid, this Kremaski kid, he's playing. He's beasting. He's playing very well. I think Angulo is going to have a great, you know, um, uh, versus between him. And, and obviously, Robert Taylor. I think Robert Taylor has been more effective than Joseph Martinez. Why? Because Lionel Messi likes to cut to the middle. That's that's the only reason, and he's uh, moving out of the way, Joseph. Let me pass it, you know. And and Taylor is capitalizing on those chances now. Who's going to be on that side? That's the that's key. Kyle Smith is going to be on that side. You know what I mean? Uh, Antonio Carlos and Robin Jensen, and then on the left is going to be Rafael Santos. So Rafael Santos could go against Messi. You know. And DeAndre Yetlin. Now, um, I don't know. What are your thoughts um, tactically about this this squad that you that you look? What, what do you think, Orlando? What are some of the points Orlando needs to do defensively, John, to to put a stop to Busquets and Messi, and maybe right now Alba, which is going to play uh, for Noah Allen. Uh, I think that Pereira needs to kind of do some closing down on Busquets because he's sort of like a, a deep lying playmaker there where he can, he can run things from the deep position and play balls up to Messi and the other guys. So we need to close him down as much as we are closing Messi down with our, with our two D mids. Uh, I think overall, you know, I don't, I don't think their back line is particularly strong. I think if we can get past, you know, Messi and Busquets and, and just have a situation where we're attacking their back four, I think that, you know, suits us. I also agree that you're, you're right, that they're really high intensity and quite, you know, it's important for them to get those goals within the first 50, 60 minutes. 
And I think later in the game, those tired legs from the older players, you know, they have to sub them out or they just aren't able to keep up anymore. And that's where we would have the advantage that like we saw against Santos late in the game. If we're that determined, we're not giving up. In fact, maybe we're even starting to grow into the game a little bit more. And I think that's where we can punish them. If we score early, I think that then they'll probably get one and then maybe we get another one late in the game. That's sort of how I see us winning this. If we don't score early, I think it's, you know, we go into the half at nil nil or one down. I think the more and more likelihood is that they're able to hold on late in the game. I think we have to get out ahead um, and try and start building a lead because I think it's probably inevitable at some point that they, they get a goal with, you know, whether that's Messi himself or Messi assisting, he's got enough about him to produce a moment of brilliance, which will probably lead to a goal at some point in this game. So we need to score more than, you know, that. I, I think it's unrealistic to say that we're going to completely shut them out. Maybe we will, but um, I think at some point we're going to have a lapse or he's just going to do something that's, you know, world-class that we can't stop. What about you, Paula? What do you think um, we should do defensively? Do you agree with John? And I agree are... with John. I I think Smith needs to bring his A game for Wednesday, and he has the experience. I don't have any doubt that he's not going to perform on Wednesday. I think probably that's why... Um, he was subbed out at the halftime and Dagger was in just to um, protect him because who who else were going to play that position? We don't have any more, only rookies. So and, and nothing bad with, with, you know, OCBs. But for this game, we need experienced guys, veterans guys who hold that front for us. Um, another point that I didn't touch in the beginning of the pot is Ivan Angulo needs to find someone who passed to pass the ball and capitalize because he's cutting through all these players fine and 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 having this all of this skills but he, there's nobody next to him to capitalize that that so all that effort went away and I'm like come on dude like or I don't know if Faku comes from the other wing close uh, uh, or Maguire or Pereira like help him out because he's doing all that work trying to cut all these players and go in inside the box, but nobody is there helping him. So I think if, if Angulo brings that A game that he brings against Santos and someone who can help him, we can capitalize a lot way much easier and much faster on Wednesday. So I don't like if we stop that midfield for Busquets and Busquets is not as fast as before. We're going to be fine. So I believe in Cartagena. I believe in, in Cesar. They're going to be like our – they're going to be angry. They're going to be like, come on, Vikings, like Viking mode with, with Jansen. So um, I think they just need to fix their mistake from last last game because we had a good game. Either with all those little errors, we had a great game. So just look at the tape and make new new – plays for those so i'm i'm hype so 
I'm gonna we're gonna read some comments and then I will go ahead and put some testimonies from some players that have stopped Messi in instances like this. And if the I know I, I am no coach, you know, I I trust me, but I think it's important to truly like because it's it's gonna be a psychological warfare, in my opinion. It's gonna be it's gonna be pretty intense for our players coming out of this uh you know i know they're mentally ready but i don't think they even understand the magnitude in a way of of, of how this game is being built to be so uh let's read some comments uh, joshua tall i think we need to score at least three goals versus inter miami to be able to win unless we score two goals and hang on with with those two goals uh kyle smith will stop martinez uh it says cartagena has to be has to bring it against miami yeah Exactly, John. We're all about youth and the future. This is Joshua Tall. So thank you so much. Uh, we cannot foul Inter Miami, so Messi can have a free kick near Galese. Yeah, that's a good one. But uh, let's read some of this right here. This is, uh, you know, Chelsea. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember. I'm, I'm, I'm sure John remembers Bonsigua. He used to play in, uh, in Chelsea. And so, and that's Ashley Cole. Right. It says, you've won or lost in the first few minutes of the game. If I would have to let Messi have his way in those minutes, his confidence would have soared and mine would have been gone. And that would have been the game, said Von Sigua. That is the only priority. You give it everything in the beginning. In the beginning. That's to establish the right relationship. Then it's 90 minutes of psychological warfare. That's what I was just saying, right? Chelsea escaped Camp Nou with a nil-nil draw. You know, Messi was, for the most part, kept up subdued a tribute to the emergency left backs relentless harrying and chasing so harrying and chasing john yes that's what cesar is a pro of harrying and chasing and wilder's pretty good at it too so yeah two of harrying them and uh, chasing you just gotta you know it's like white on rice you gotta stay all over that be glued to messy and yeah he's gonna get away from them sometimes he's gonna you know fool them of course it's messy but if they can, you know, keep him quiet most of the time and keep him no, you know, very limited amount of time to be able to do what he wants to do, then that's that's our best hope. And that's that's all you can hope for is that they are able to to give him a, a rough match, you know, a game where he's just not able like he was Atlanta just to do whatever he wants. Now, uh, I will add the team itself has to reduce the spaces in between. If Messi's receiving the ball at all. It can never be with comfort. When I was marking him, it wasn't so much uh, to do on how much distance or space I gave him. Rather, it was my job to gauge how far off him I could be relative to where my teammates were. Oh, you see? A quick back and forth, not just staying behind, right? It's a tactical response where the team reacts to eat up the space in the best way. You see? Uh, fantastic. Um and then, uh, obviously, uh, there was a testimony from um, uh, Bastian Schwansteiger, right? It says, uh, we try to focus on helping each other out. We had Schwansteiger, Sami Kadira, and myself. We always tried to double him. Argentina were always, always looking for Lionel to play the ball. So it was kind of easier for us because they always play through him. We always had at least two players on him. That was Argentina in the World Cup in, in Germany. 
if he gets the ball at his feet, it becomes very difficult. So we made sure that that day we always got to the ball before he did, or at least as soon as he receives, as soon as he receives it, we have to be right next to him because he takes on speed and is very hard, hard to deal with it. I don't know. What are your thoughts, uh, Paola? I hope um, Oscar Pareja is hearing us and has his yeah. little notepad um, and, and the players because we're giving them hint, 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 Rafael Santos, this is what you yeah. have to do to mark Messi. Don't give him space. And one of – I don't remember who said it, but communication is the key. They try to communicate, look at each other because that's one of the keys. Do not give him space. So there you go. Hopefully, Pareja is, is hearing it. If if we hadn't had the double pivot up until this point, I'm pretty sure Oscar would be like, we need two mm -hmm. defensive mids. So I, I think right. it's, it's wonderful that we have been using this for so long and it's such a key part of our attack. And that's the same thing that we need to use to go ahead and stop Messi. And I, I think that quote you pulled up about, you know, put two men on him, uh -huh. that, that's what you do. That's, that's all you can do, Luis, is, is try and mark him out the game. We try to have absolutely no space between the lines of our midfield and defense. We always try to push up. And even if we drop a little bit, we try to drop the midfield as well. So there's never any more than seven or eight yards difference between the two lines. Look at that. So precise. Pushing up. That means that every single player, I don't care if it's, I've seen Duncan marking. I've seen Angulo marking, but they need to truly like, like attack together, retreat together. And that's what I was saying about Mauricio, like even yeah. guys who maybe don't usually, you know, put too much defensive work in for this game, we need to be pressing as a unit. Correct. Wolf Jack says Cartagena was halfway th through taking off his shirt after he scored. <laughs> Can you imagine if he scored a second yellow and missed this next game? Yeah, I, I think understand. he realized it. I think he realized and then he was like, oh, oh, what I'm doing? And he. Oh, yeah. Put it down. And they would have given that yellow card to him. Like, straight up. Yeah. That's so stupid, though. But anyways, we're not going to talk about that. It's a, it's, a dumb it's a dumb thing. But it's worldwide. But anyways, um, you know, we're going to be facing Inter-Miami. It's going to be a tough game. The person who's really depressed about this game. There's somebody that's really depressed about this game, uh, I will say. He's, he's very sad. Didn't take the very lightly of what's happening between Orlando and Inter-Miami. This celebration right here, right? And uh, everyone started saying, hey, you know what I mean? Um, Darth Vader. You know, Darth Vader, Darth Vader came out and he's like, look, that's me. That's my celebration. You know, he even changed his outfit. Uh, Disney changed his outfit of Darth Vader just because of that celebration. And this is how he went to work. Right. Then <laughs> we found out that it was Thor. <laughs> he tried to do the Thor, the calling of the hammer, you know, and then, you know, Darth Vader went into, you know, he, he just he, he couldn't take it anymore. And. Uh, he just took the tram, the, took the tram, the light. took the tram home. There you go. So, you know, but all jokes aside, you know, 
it's going to be a tough game for us. But, you know, there's been a lot of talk about also, you know, the mural and, and people, you know, defacing the mural and all that stuff, putting purple, purple paint and all that stuff. What, what are your thoughts, real? I, I mean, if you guys don't want to comment, that's fine. We can talk about something else, but. Oh, no, I mean, I. I mean, it, it, it went it went worldwide. I mean, they even made it to, to and like my cousin sent me this picture from this is from Diario Marca from Spain. Like, you know what I mean? And well, then some, I, somebody somebody on the side wrote "Florida is purple" on the side. I've heard many different things about this, and a lot of the opinions that I agree <laughs> on. What the first thing that I've heard from several people is why whoever did it would do it much better if it was us, right? Like. It's literally just a couple gallons of paint thrown aimlessly, not even on Messi's face. Someone was talking about that. Like it should be, if this was us, we would do a much better job of defacing it. I think the timing of when it happened, like it was right after the Atlanta game. Maybe that's a little bit suspicious. You know, it could be an Atlanta fan trying to point fingers at us. I've also said, heard someone else say that it was, you know, it was you, Louise, saying that it was the, um, Potentially the other Inter Miami supporter groups intra fighting each other. You know, yeah. I think like, like someone said, who would drive eight hours there and back? I think um, <laughs> like you know, like to do this. There's just so many things. It's just like wow. This uh, we've also had conspiracy theories that maybe it was MLS themselves just trying to you know. Oh, stir the pot, stir the pot, stir the pot. You know. But I think regardless, all of that points to that it probably wasn't us. And I was annoyed. I was listening to Extra Time earlier today, and they just flat out said on the that it was us. Like really? Yeah, they said all oh, the Orlando fans to face the mural. Zero Stupid. proof that it was the Orlando fans. Anybody can buy purple paint. So I think if, I don't, I don't if... appreciate this misinformation that comes out of Miami. There's so much BS that they talk. And this is just another thing where they're like, look, Orlando fans to face our mural. Zero, zero proof. And also, I think if it was Orlando fan, they'd probably be like, yeah, it was me. And like, get the props. Look, and, and, and uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. What do you think, Paula? I mean, you, you that are, are so close to the, to the fans, I, I highly doubt, like, for example, this- I highly doubt the people that we know are ever going to drive. <laughs> <laughs> eight hours for to throw listen we play day. on wednesday and i'm not gonna go yeah i, I can't so i can't go either I, mural, I get to work for a mural to put paint on it and come back no or and his face is not even touched i would have gone like at least that, like the mustachio that was my next, that, that was my next point if yeah, it was an orlando face. fan I would have put something in his face. I don't know. Or more purple. I this is a setup. This is more than a setup. They they're not comfortable with all this this press and all this attention that they're receiving from the MLS. Oh, let's 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 do this just because we're bored. But hello, who's gonna drive back and forth to do this? Probably was an Atlanta fan. Who who knows? Who knows? Yeah, and then you know, a worse crime than this. There's a worse the, the the crime against like everything is this this picture. What are those? What are those? Look at that. If you're not if you're listening, you need to go into our, our YouTube, subscribe, and check out the 
<laughs> Inter Miami, Nike, Adidas, the Nike high top. So they're doing with Messi. They're, they're hideous. They're hideous. I think but, I saw those in the Barbie movie. Yeah, that's probably, probably Darth Vader had it with his outfit. You know what I mean? You know, I'm just saying. But, and another thing I want to add and I want to say, and I'm going to share it right here. You know, we need to get used to for the disrespect. This is ESPN's website from Argentina. All right. And look at this question. And 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 look, I was at the press conference at the Santos Laguna game, and there was a question from, you know, they're, they're allowing some Argentinian media, obviously, Messi moves the whole country, you know. And they, the one guy asked Oscar a question saying, hey, um, Cruz Azul couldn't beat Messi. Uh, Atlanta couldn't beat Messi. What does it make you think that you could beat Messi? Pretty much that was the question. And it's on our, our YouTube channel. We have the whole press conference. Like, so Oscar is like trying to, you know, like trying to let me like composed and, you know, not, not to laugh. I was, I was laughing because I'm like, what a, sorry, but what a dick to ask that question. You know what I mean? What a what an ignorant fool for asking that question. You don't even know. Like you don't even know the league. You don't even know. You just here for one freaking guy. You know what I mean? But anyways, he asked a question, and then this is to me a stupid another stupid question. They ask Oscar because apparently he had an interview. They're asking asking him, and it was, um, "Are you ready to hear this?" They asked him. What if if him or any of his players will ask for a picture and an autograph from Messi? And to me, that is disrespectful. I will say this as a now, if Luis Carlos Pineda with Latin Fried Orlando Little Outlet will come and say this question at the Prospress conference, I'm banned. I'm, I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, more than likely, the digital content manager is going to be like, what the hell? Right? So, <laughs> so I mean, we got to be ready as a fan base to understand that this is the way things are going to operate and until Messi players, leaves the league. Luis are yeah. big Messi fan. I, I know Faku is a big yeah. Messi fan. Like I'm, I'm sure Schlegel is a big Messi fan. Yeah. Like I'm sure there's quite a few of them. They're Ojeda probably. Ojeda, like but the they're also professional players, yeah. and they know that this is a rivalry moment. This is not the moment to get your Messi autograph. And I don't think they will be stopping in the middle of the game to of ask course. him, "Hey, can you sign my jersey before <laughs> you score?" That would be great. Um, I think that's, yeah, I agree. That's ridiculous. Uh, ESPN's coverage of soccer sometimes just is astoundingly bad. Now, are you ready for this? This is how much Messi moves people. The same time as Orlando's playing Miami is the same time as Boca Juniors plays his la their last chance to go through in Copa Libertadores against Nacional of Uruguay, which is Mauricio Pereira's former team. No one's going to watch Boca Juniors for the first time in a long time. 
Everyone is gonna watch Inter. And I know from Everyone's gonna watch us, Louis. Us play. Us beat Inter, hopefully. You know? And that's how huge it is. I mean, Orlando will be in the tip of the tongue of every single news outlet, little down the road outlet in the world. Even uh people from Zambia, Uganda, walk everywhere, they're gonna be Orlando City. You know what I mean? So now in Argentina, they're noticing that there's Argentinians in, in Orlando. They're putting news about Rodrigo Schlegel and Martino Heda. They're saying how they come from small clubs. So we're going to be ready for the disrespect. But in the end, I believe that Orlando needs to overcome overcome the beast. You know, I mean, huge game for us coming up. So any anything else you want to you want to add, John, uh, out of this? Uh, yeah, I mean, I was amazed right after the game. I got home and I sat down in front of the TV and I turned it on and I was greeted immediately. On, I went, I always do this when I get home as I go watch the highlights and see okay, mm-hmm. what was the, what happened. And the first thing I see right on the MLS homepage is our Miami versus Orlando Wednesday game being advertised. And I swear you're not, this was like two hours after. Um, so they're clearly very excited about this they put the tagline messi aims to expand extend miami's unforgettable run they won two games would we call that an unforgettable run i don't think so um (laughs) also i just went on now to the mls season pass uh web page currently right now we have toluca and colorado playing in the league's cup we have three games happening right now in the league's cup Guess what the first thing is you see when you land on the page? Not, not the fact there's a live game. No, 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 no. <laughs> you see the fact that we're playing Messi on Wednesday. There you so go. The league, basically, it's just like, hey, we don't care that there's other games. We just want to promote Messi. I, I think it's kind of ridiculous. And um, I just really hope we can beat them and you know, put a big old rain cloud over this party they seem to be having. Yeah, I think uh, it would be fantastic and it would be a shot heard around the world. It will put Orlando City on the map. And I think not only, you know, communications deserves it, the people that work in the club, but also the players. And if, like I said, you know, if they have aspirations of, of moving along, I mean, this is a huge opportunity for the Cal Smiths, the Ivan Angulos that was like benched in Palmeiras, I don't know how many seasons. The Facundo Torres, the Duncan Maguires. This is their chance, you know. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a marquee game, and uh, you know, hopefully everything goes in our favor, um, you know. And um, honestly, I'm gonna add uh, this right here. Uh, I'm so happy to also know that um, the wall, the wall is being known worldwide. This is a colleague's uh, outlet from. Uh, Argentina, La Bola Sports, and look at the wall. We won Messi. You know, so, I mean, I think that's fantastic, right? I mean, those are the, the little things that are, are great. 
that to show that you know we are a, a, a city that has a fan base that is soccer. You know, they they love soccer, they love football, they love they love the sport, and they're ready to give it all for for Orlando. So, anything you want to add, Paula? No, I'm super hype and I'm sad that I'm not going on Wednesday. I I thought about it. I'm like, oh, I thought that the game was gonna be on a Saturday, and I'm like, if it's a Saturday, I'm going. No, it's a Wednesday. I'm like, ugh, great. So I'm I'm hyped. I I just want to win, like John said. I just want to put rain on the fire that they have right now, like uh, that cloud and and on that trend of Messi because it's hilarious. And um, Tiro de Esquina podcast, I already upload our newest um, episode. So if you want to um, hear us in Spanish, just go to our channel. It's right here below my name. Um, you can follow us um, and for the latest um, content in Spanish. So I wanted. No, 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 no. We're, we have to get you a banner. Just make sure you, I forget to keep asking you, but um, we're going to get you a banner on the next show. I promise. Um, Luis, so do we yeah. want to speculate what the lineup and predictions might be before we go? Yeah. 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 I, I wanted to, before we go to the, the lineup real quick, I wanted to just um, thank one uh, one creative for the pictures, but uh, more than likely I wanted to tell everyone that the pictures will be uploaded um, tonight. Um, after my other podcast, and there's a lot of you of people from that are fans on these pictures. So if you see yourself, um, and that's you or your or your kids or your family, um, make sure that you comment, and then we'll tag you. And if you want it for your own, you know, you want to just keep it for your for, to have it as a keepsake or something. We can send it to you for completely free. Like we won't, we won't charge you a, a dime, or or and we feel free to DM us. And uh, yeah, I wanted to do that. And also, um, let's do the lineup real quick here. Um, I don't know. To me, I just feel like Orlando is gonna go go out with the same lineup. I don't think they're gonna make a lot of changes. But I don't know. What are your What are your thoughts, uh, John? Real quick. No, I mean I I agree. I think it's. Doing the lineup at the start of the season was a kind of like, ooh, maybe this guy here, maybe that guy there. And it seems like in the last sort of month or so, it's just, well, we're just going to go with the same lineup again. Um, I think Mauricio coming back in for Ojeda is, was good. Obviously, he had, a, he had a killer game. That's the only downside to, I think, our situation right now is if we, we've got two DPs, you can't make the first team. And that's just not a that's not a good use of assets. That's not good. Let's that's just not, say that. No, no, that's you know? not good. That's um, not. You need to get those DPs firing. Um, but hey, we're doing it without them. That's okay. Uh, I think, like I said, straight up the same lineup from before. I don't think Dagradan should be in there instead of Smith. Um, that's the only change that some people were maybe suggesting. But I think we need the solidity that that. Uh, that Kyle brings with his defensive acumen. Uh, and I hope that Angulo can uh, find those passes. Like, uh, like Paul was saying, because last game he, he seemed to be doing like he was at the beginning of the season where he's just over dribbling or making it too complex and not picking up his head. But 
if he can, he's still able to cut people apart. He just needs to find that, that last ball or, um, you know, or if not, just shoot just it. Look up a little sooner. Yeah, or just shoot it. Like, <laughs> right, that's just, fine. Just, or but shoot it. Yeah. He's just taking one or two too many touches. He's gone back to that that he was doing at the beginning of the season. So he's so, being dominant. I mean, yes. he's being dominant on that flank. It's just that he just needs For to sure. finish it. Just to finish the play. You know what I mean? I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And we need Pedro to, I mean, we need everybody to have a big game, but Pedro, you know, it's got to be said last game. I think he probably could have made that save. Oh, yeah. He got down and didn't really get his arms right or something. It almost looks like it went through his hands, you know. So, I think it went through his hand. It was yeah. a weird goal. And, and then in the second were... goal, he was kind of like in no man's land as well. Uh-huh. I was like, mm, yeah, okay, so... a bad day at the office for Pedro. But like you said, he's always done well against Messi and – you know, maybe that was a little wake-up call for him to be like, okay, I really need to focus on this Miami game. Um, and we know that he's the kind of guy who can who can win us games. So we need that Pedro to be there on, on Wednesday. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Galicia up top. You got Smith, Antonio Carlos, Jensen, and Santos, right at the four, four at the back. You got Cesar Araujo, Wheeler Cartagena, right in the mid. You got also, as your 10, you got Mauricio Pereira. Uh, left wing, Ivan Angulo, right wing, Facundo Torres, and right up top, the Holland of the Heartland, big dunk, the dunk, the dunk, 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 dunk of Maguire. Um, score predictions. This is the one that I've thought long and hard about. Oh. Luis, you, uh, you want to kick <clears throat> us off? First, I will say I'm hopeful. You know, I'm I'm ready. We're gonna make a statement. Orlando City in the in Drive Pink Stadium. People are gonna be leaving in minute sixty-five. Because Orlando will win three nil tomorrow uh, on Wednesday. Three nil. Three nil. So you're saying Messi gets nothing and we get three. I mean, I love the positivity, Luis. Yes. 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 Paul, Paul is not so sure about that one. <laughs> I, I said, I say three, two. Like, we're going to have a heart attack. Oh. oh, I don't know if I could do another three, two. Messi will come out with a knock. Uh, uh, yeah, it's going to be tight. I think they will score. It kind of, it leads to maybe a three, two, maybe a two, one. Or a three, one. A 3-1, maybe if they get really tired and we just start to, you know, we bring on Enrique and Cara and get that third goal, maybe. I could see that. I could see them chasing the game with us at 2-1 and then it turns into 3-1. I'm going to go with 2-1, I think. 2-1 Orlando. I think we score early with a Duncan goal. I think Messi replies and then Faku gets the winner. Faku gets the winner. And we all go home singing. And then he and then he goes to Arsenal, and then we're like, "Oh man, no, just kidding." No, then we're laughing because we got that thirty mil. Yeah. So, uh, Jeffrey, oh, we won Neymar Junior. El Ney. Yeah, that'd be a great signing. I want Neymar too. I I want I would love Neymar in Orlando. Don't get me wrong. And talking about that, I do want to add, and a lot of people are not really talking too much about that, but uh, sources have told me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, 
Orlando City is opening a, a position for a scouting position in Brazil. So we're going to be scouting young talent in Brazil. Uh, directly from the club, working under Ricardo Moreira. So I just think it's going to be a great opportunity for us to also get the, the cream of the crop from Brazil too. And then we can have the next, maybe in the next Neymar. And I believe that whenever a, a player that plays in the MLS makes it to the national team of the MLS of Brazil, let's say, or Argentina, that's when the league's going to go to a different level. Like it's going to like the league's going to be like, oh, crap, like this big prolific player came out of the MLS. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, not, we, we could be on the verge of getting some good, good quality players for all, not only Orlando City, but for also for OCB and the youth academy. So, I mean, you know, so a scout from Brazil is not bad. So 3-0, 2-1, John and Paola, 3-2. Well, 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 we all agree Orlando's winning. Oh yeah. oh yeah, yeah. If no it's doubt. three nil, guys, I need to play the lotter, bro. <laughs> you know, if uh, it's three nil, don't forget about us. If you win, no. it's 99, 99 million, I think, or nine hundred ninety-nine million. Yeah, nine hundred ninety-nine million. It's crazy. I also want to give a shout out to all the other MLS teams that are going to be <laughs> supporting us because they also hate Miami. So, you know, Cincy fans and St. Charlotte. Louis fans. I St. Louis. Charlotte. Charlotte. I'm probably some Atlanta fans might even be rooting for us on this one. Um, you know, in this, we're being painted as the bad guys, right? It's it's good versus evil. Messi is apparently good and we're, and we're evil. But uh, we all know who the real evil is here. So, so if you're out there and you're an MLS fan, get behind Orlando City. Help us knock these guys out of the tournament. Wear purple on Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be look, I was I was told to brought to do the reaction in Spanish on my other channel. And uh because you know, people over there know that I'm a big, you know, like Orlando. I always mention Orlando City on my show, and there are people getting tired of it. So they, they want me to lose. So I've been thinking of reacting to it, but I'm not sure yet. But there's definitely going to be a post game in Spanish. If you guys want to watch it, I will send the link. But I'm just saying, you know, if if it's a win, I, I already wrote the Orlando City Muchachos version of Orlando. Are you going to sing it in the pot? We're going to sing. I'm going to sing it in the pot. You need a crown, a king crown. No, it's okay, <laughs> but but um, you know, I'm just saying, you know, it has you know, it's just, it's gonna be great. Hopefully, hopefully, well, you know, I'm just praying that it's gonna be an Orlando win, and I know the boys are gonna be mentally ready. I might be going down there, Luis. I'm, oh, I'm you working, are. I'm working on some plans. Take some pictures, put some video. Fixing to, fixing <laughs> to get down there to represent see this game. Represent us, John. Represent. Yeah. Well, maybe you I know can. How much the tickets are, by the way? At least a thousand dollars. One fifty. Our yeah, our supporter section. Oh, the supporter tickets are one fifty. Heard. No, that's for the supporter group. They're one seventy five if you're trying to buy them on Ticketmaster. So I mean, it, it's just ridiculous. Like, I feel for our fans that 
get priced out of a game that they shouldn't be priced out of. I think it's, I think it's silly. Like they should have held our price at a regular price for the away tickets. I agree. And I think we're, you know, a lot of people asking for us to do the same thing to them when they come on September 17th. Yeah, I don't we know should. If we're charging we should. Them as much, but the, uh, the messy surge charge is real. Yeah, we should. And he's pocketing yeah. all of it. He's, he's, you know, he's pocketing over every MLS game that's been broadcasted in, in the whole league. Well, that's why I'm talking about this conflict he's making, of he's making He's making money out of St. Louis. He's making money out of Charlotte. He's making money out of D.C. He's making money out of Columbus that I do want to add. They just lost Lucas Alarayan. He went to Al-Fateh, horrible team in Saudi Arabia. He went out for the money. But unless Columbus got a got bank. But Columbus is, you know, I'm just saying, like, Messi's eating out of the league. Those are the implications. That's what I'm saying. We got to be ready to play with nine men. We got to be ready not to harass the, the referee and and, and, and and risk us having a, a red card for no reason. That's what's going to happen. Do we happen. know the referee? Um, no, I haven't I haven't looked yet. Um, um, also, right now, Columbus are beating America 4-1, which is Oh, huge. man. Um, Chicago are tying with Pueblo, which would make they go through. I just think I'm really – I feel a bit vilified um, by some of these results for MLS. Like, I don't know if you guys saw the stat of like mm -hmm. how many MLS wins versus the Mekis wins. And it, it seems like if, unless you're a top Mexican team, most MLS sides can do okay against you. And especially the bottom end of the Mexican table, they've, they've been beat up by some teams. So uh, it's great to see that we are at their level, if not better than them as a league on the whole. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I think we we need a. I, I don't know who the referee is. I don't think it's been decided yet. But uh, I will. You guys keep us keep you It'll guys be posted. Bad, whoever he is, it will I was matter. gonna say it's gonna be bad still. Yeah, we gotta be ready. We gotta be ready to even. I, I know I'm gonna be screaming at the TV. I, I know. I know I'm gonna be like flipping out in the post press conference, especially if it's gonna be at the time that I'm reacting to this game. Uh, I'm gonna be flipping out, but hopefully for an Orlando win, for an Orlando win, because you know, I believe men by men. If you take Messi and Busquets, this team was getting L's like nothing. You know, you, you know, you added Messi and Busquets, and to me, the only two players that are really being boosted are Kramashki and uh, his name uh, Taylor. So the only two that I noticed that are, you know, the rest of them. And then they're just out there, you know. It's just my opinion, but anyway. So, I wanted to thank John, I want to thank Paola, I want to thank all of you guys who've been uh live with us today. If you are not uh live and you're listening to this, I wanted to also thank you from the bottom of our hearts uh for supporting us. Uh, click on the notification bell, subscribe to the channel, drop us a thumbs up, it helps out. Um, we're on Twitter as LPO underscore podcast, Facebook, as well as Loud and Proud Orlando, as well as Instagram as LPO underscore podcast, and on YouTube. And also uh, a thank to everyone in Spotify and Apple Podcasts for, you know, helping us um, broadcast um, this show today. And, you know, without, without further ado, vamos Orlando, and let's, let's get the three points uh, on Wednesday, guys. Vamos Orlando. Orlando, let's go. Oh, yeah. let's go, Messi, you're done, you're done, bro. You're done, bro. You're done.
Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore ORL. We're available on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando and on Twitter as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening and vamos Orlando!